great. Mike, you can fit like three or four boxes of Red Hots in your. Oh, zing! He said you got a loose. Oh, is that what he meant? <laughs> we are recording, so yeah. that mic made the intro. This is the pre-show. Welcome. <laughs> this Welcome. is gonna be great. Our host has a loose. <laughs> oh, I better finish this cookie. Good people who have traveled from villages near and far, lend me your ears. Hello, hello, anybody home? What's up, Miss Tasty? What's up? What's up? Hi there, nice to see you. Bumblebee tuna. Bumblebee tuna. Hello, West Man Tooth. Hello, evening news team. You are now listening to another edition of the Nothing But Real Reviews and More podcast. Welcome to the Goody Room. But their ability to open is f***ing heroic. And now, with your permission, I'm going to do my stuff. What are you going to do? I'm going to do the best I can. Thank you for listening to Nothing But Real Reviews and More, and I am your host, Mike Lucas. Guys, wasn't that an exceptional opening? You're welcome. And thank you, because I know you loved it. It was very good. Thank you. It took me literally 20 minutes to make it, and that's not a lot of time at all. That's a pretty good use of 20 minutes. Yeah. It I w- could have ma- What? <laughs> <laughs> anyway. You want to finish that thought, No, Mike? I really don't want to. Uh, this is nothing but real reviews and more, and um, as you heard in the pre-show, we go on tangents quite often. Joining me, as always, is my majestic group of men. Matt McNeil, say hi to the people. What's up? What's up? <laughs> Aaron Conakin, say hi. Hello. Brent Frugier. Hello. And Stephen F. Rushlaw. How you doing? It's M. Rushlaw, by the way. Yeah, for Magnificent. You're welcome. Why, thank you. Uh. <laughs> Sorry. Uh. Um, I never start the show like this, but I've always wanted to. If you want to send us an email, send us an email at lethargicmedia at gmail.com. Lethargic spelled like the word lethargic. I said never. I have before, but we need to start doing it regularly, don't you think? Yeah. We need to, we need to you know, get in the swing of things. Yeah. Mike. I think because it, I think it, Sorry, I, go on. I think it needs to be uh, open it up with it and close with it. Yeah, I think that's a great idea. So if you guys want to send us an email, uh, lethargicmedia at gmail.com, we'd love to hear your comments, concerns, questions. Um, we're not doctors, so if you have a rash, we don't want to hear about that. But if you want to recommend us a movie instead, we'd love to hear about that. Right, guys? As long as yeah. it's not Star Wars yeah. Episodes 1, 2, or 3. Yeah. <laughs> they're not that bad. I re- just rewatched them. They're terrible. Them. They're not that bad. I just rewatched them like the past two weeks. I'm sorry. Yeah, well, you know, I really, honestly, instead of watching uh, the movie this week, Hitchhiker's Guide, my friend was like, hey, you want to watch Star Wars? And I was like, no. And I ended up doing it anyway. Anyway, did you find 20 bucks afterwards? I did not. Um, Anyway, uh, as well as news for this week, uh, we are not having a show next week. Uh, It is the week of Christmas, so we will be busy with parties and ugly sweaters and things of the sort. So uh, to start the show off, um, we're going to get into uh, DVDs coming out this week. So hang on a sec. Coming soon to own on video and DVD. All right, it's, like he said, the week of Christmas, so there's not a lot coming out, nothing coming out. <laughs> there's Dragon Blade, starring Jackie Chan and two 
white people in a Chinese production. Awesome. Wow. <laughs> also slightly racist. Okay, about a We're war in China. Okay. Let's get John Cusack and Adrian Brody to play our military generals. <laughs> Is that who they have? <laughs> yes, with Jackie Chan. <laughs> I'd see it. Anyway, yeah. I mean, yeah, Adrian Brody sounds terrible. compelling. Apparently, it was huge oh. in China. So maybe I'm huge in Japan. I'm sure Gorney would like that. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. We uh Pan, <laughs> another Peter Pan movie. Hugh Jackman stars in that one. Yay! Not interested. Pawn Sacrifice, a movie starring Tobey Maguire about chess. I'll skip that one. And War Room. It's about a room full of war. I would like to say that uh, Tobey Maguire seems like the perfect person to play a movie in a movie about chess. Because he is a nerd. He just yep. looks like a nerd. Mm-hmm. So I, that seems appropriately cast, and I'm intrigued just by that. I will I will check that movie out just because Tobey Maguire is a nerd and plays chess. Rumor has it he also smells like a nerd. It looks like a duck, smells like a duck. It's probably a nerd. Anyway, any other movies coming out this week? No, that's it. Nothing but garbage. All right. I got a and lot of chess movies that McNeil... I'm calling your bluff. You're not going to watch that movie. <laughs> you, can't, you can't say any of these movies are garbage without having seen them. It's a chess movie with Tobey Maguire. And you Yeah, but you're also going to no say point. any movie with Jackie Chan in it, you can't just rule out as garbage because it's got Jackie Chan. All right, moving on. We're going to get into DVD, or DVDs coming out. I did it again. <laughs> <laughs> Movies coming out to theaters this week. Coming soon to theaters. All right, so like we said, it's uh, the week of Christmas, so there's a lot of movies actually coming out in theaters. The first one, uh, December 23rd, actually there's two coming out. Big Short, which has uh, Christian Bale, Ryan Gosling, Brad Pitt. It's a sequel to the movie called Oxymoron. Damn it, are all these jokes God. just oh, falling just flat terrible. today? God. Oh just just stop. Man, all right. I mean, your jokes <laughs> usually fall flat, Mike. Well, yeah, yeah but like at least I get a cheap ha-ha, but no. nothing today. All right, go on. Um, the other one on the 23rd is called 45 Years. I've never heard of the people that are in it. And then actually Christmas Day, there is the movie called Joy with Jennifer Lawrence. Uh, Point Break comes out. The Danish Girl, Daddy's Home, which has Will Ferrell and Mark Wahlberg, and then the concussion movie that has Will Smith in it. Wait, hey, Mike, is 45 Years a sequel to a movie called 44 Years? Probably. <laughs> I mean, it's safe to assume. He started making a face like he was going to say a joke, and I shook my head, uh-huh. no, Mike, no. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was like, I, you know, not doing good so far. I'll just keep my mouth shut. So, so uh, anything sound interesting of those? I'm con- or concerned. Uh, I'm <laughs> happy. Happy. <laughs> Words are hard. I'm excited to see the concussion movie. I'm a big football fan, and uh, I think Bill Smith uh, actually can act. So, not excited about any of these movies. Why not? Star Wars. Well, okay. Heck, his name uh, is. For, first, it, it has nothing to do with the fact that all I want to do right now is just go see Star Wars even more because I went and saw it and it was great. Um, but no, like none of these movies sound that interesting. Like the Big Short. Maybe I'll go see that one. That's not got a in, lot of star power. Not not in not in theaters, but maybe I'll see it once it comes out, like hits Redbox or something. I'll go check it out. But like none of those other movies have any names that I'm attached to, so I really just don't care. Hmm. This is the time of the year we get all the just the Oscar bait movies, like yeah. Joy with. A lot of these movies are good. Jennifer I mean, Lawrence, around this time of year. The Danish Girl. 
Danish yeah, concussion with Will Smith and his terrible accent. The tr- Tell the truth. <laughs> <laughs> have you seen that trailer? Yeah, I have. And I'm gonna, it looks like he's actually acting again, and it's exciting. It's It could be McConaughey. I wish he would have skipped Smith, this one and Smith been in the sense. Independence Day 2. Welcome to Earth. Right? I'm so mad that he's not in Independence Day 2. Like, sure, Jeff Goldblum's in it, and I love <laughs> Jeff Goldblum, but without Will Smith, it's not the same movie. You ever seen uh, Pineapple Express? What? Who hasn't seen Pineapple Express? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. That was the dumb question. When uh, what's the dude in the hallways like? F- you, Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> no, nobody, nothing. That's like one of the most quotable movies ever. I really just I saw the movie, but I don't like Seth Rogen that much. Well, so I don't either. I've never really thought that any of those movies were like in- very funny. <sighs> You're missing out. Anyway. <laughs> So, anybody else excited Wait, about uh, so we were talking about Oscars. A good friend of ours and listener had wanted me to mention oh, a great movie. No. It's awful. It's the worst movie I've ever seen. According to him, it's a great movie. He wanted me to throw out there how much of a travesty it is that Sean Bean did not win an Oscar <laughs> for the Hitcher remake, mm-hmm. which is one of the only movies I was unable to sit through. Took oh, it out of the DVD player okay. and went to the store and sold it. All right. Moving on, <laughs> I digress. Moving on, Brent, you had the gem of the week this week, correct? That is correct. What did you pick? I picked. Uh, it's on Netflix. It's called Back in the Future. Basically, oh God. <laughs> no, no, no. It's not like a sci-fi movie. Basically, it's a documentary about the Back to the Future movies. Um, oh. There's like, uh, they go into a little bit about how they what they had to go through to make the movie, but most of it is actually about the effect that it had on people around the world and just like how big of a cult thing it is and how people build their own time machines with DeLoreans and stuff like that. Pretty much anybody who owns a DeLorean has built a time machine with it because like they talked to like all of them in the movie and it's it's like an hour and a half long I believe and it's, it was pretty interesting. I've always been a fan of uh, the Back to the Future movies and it's a recent thing. They just released it this year so it was like 30 years after the movies so they... I'm going to correct you. It's called Back in Time. What did I say? Back in the Future? Back in the Future. Yeah, I was trying to search it, and I was like, what in the... I think I was just thinking Back to the Future, so I said Back in the Future. Yeah, no. Back in Time. Um, That sounds actually pretty interesting. I love the movies. Yeah, the third one's not as good, but I still like it, but all three of them I enjoy. My love of the movies is paralleled by my hatred of documentaries, so uh, I'll probably watch it, though. So I hate documentaries. So I'll probably watch it. I mean, but if if it's a documentary about a subject that I like, like Back to the Future or uh, Nightmares in Red, White, and Blue, is another good documentary about yeah. horror movies. I've but, actually seen that one. Yeah, but most documentaries, I'm like, these are boring. Yeah. But if yeah. it's if it's about something that I like, I'll probably watch it. Well, like I said at the beginning, they kind of shortly go into like some of the hard times that they had actually trying to get the movie to like a like somebody to pick up the movie so they could make it like they're struggling a little bit at the beginning but a lot of it is like i said just the impact that has had on people's life and i mean they interview like a lot of fans but they interview like michael j fox and the director and people like that so you get like people that were in the movie and then the fans of the movie too um i love here on imdb it says cast and like it stars steven spielberg like well, he I, I know it's helped. The, he's like one of the people that they interview, and he like was one of the producers or something like that for the movie. Yeah, and I just thought it was funny that like this documentary stars somebody. Like it's a documentary. Anyway, I, th- I just thought it was funny. I'm sorry, I giggled. 
There actually, uh, uh, Michael J. Fox tells a really funny story about Princess Diana and the thing too that really? you have to look forward to because like they when the movie came out they went to England and the royal family was watching the movie with them and he tells a pretty funny story about Princess Diana. Yeah, I, I will probably watch this. I tried watching the gem last week, Extracted. Um, I got about six minutes in, and then somebody was like, hey, do you want to play video games? And I said, yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> I haven't, oh, God, I haven't yes. had a chance to watch Extracted yet. This week has been really busy. But but from what I could tell in the first six minutes, phenomenal. <laughs> phenomenal. <laughs> like, if you could judge a movie from the first six minutes, it's a great one to do it. So, yeah. Anyway, um, Anybody else excited to see the documentary? Oh, yeah. I'll check it out this week. I actually have some time this week, so I'm going to try to catch up on both gems this week. Oh, yeah. I think I've got Christmas parties literally every day of this week coming up, so I won't be able to watch it. Woof. That's unfortunate. All right. So that brings us to the movie this week, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Am I correct? Yes, sir. I hope so. <laughs> we all just watched the wrong movie. Yeah, that was a dumb question, I know. Uh, so, Steve, you picked this movie, correct? Actually, I did not pick it. It, okay, was, well, it was one of the three that I had picked, but it was... Picked by us, yes, collectively. But, collectively. Uh, it was one of your options. Why did you pick it? Or why did you choose it for us to pick, I guess? That's a weird question. Why was it an option? Yeah. Uh, I'd have to say this was an option because... Uh, Actually, when this first came out, what, in 2005, we actually all went to theaters to see it, and I remember it being funny, and I loved some of the parts that are in the movie, so I just decided to throw it up there. Yeah, why not? Just throw it against the wall, see if it sticks, something like that. Uh, I'm going to read you guys the synopsis real quick. Uh, mere seconds before the Earth is due to be demolished by an alien construction crew, journeyman Arthur Dent is swept off the planet by his friend Ford Prefect, a researcher penning a new edition of The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Um, I'll be honest, I don't know if they ever said an occupation of Arthur Dent in the entire movie. Did they? Human. Yeah, they just... They just occupation? They yes. Just, really? Yeah. No, I, don't <laughs> I was like, that, that would make sense, Doesn't matter. Though. His occupation is being a human. Uh, negative. I am a meat popsicle. <laughs> <laughs> um, so... What are you guys' initial thoughts on the movie after you watched it? I will start because it's my movie. Um, seeing it in theaters a while ago, I actually really liked this movie. And sitting down to watch this movie the other day, I was surprised at how much my thoughts have changed about the movie. I didn't find it as funny as it was the first couple times I'd seen it. Uh me too. It just wasn't that great. Yeah, me too. I was surprised. This was my first time seeing the movie. Um, I had read the book. I loved the book. Yeah, the book is amazing. The book is better than, than this movie. But I was going to uh, ask, is it pretty close to the book? No, not. It, like, it follows the same premise, like, but that's about where it ends. Like, really? The, the, like, the movie is an entirely different story than than what the book is. Um, and the my favorite part about this movie was Stephen Fry. If the whole movie would have just been Stephen Fry just talking about stuff, I think I would have liked it a lot more. Oh, and oh, sorry, we forgot to get into, uh, I just want to say the some of the main people in the movie are most deaf. Um, uh, Sam Rockwell. Uh, who else is in it? Zoe Deschanel. Zoe Deschanel. Um, and Stephen Fry. Martin Freeman. It's pretty Stephen much Fry. about everybody. Yeah. Uh, no, 
not a whole lot of other big names in it. And uh, the whale. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and, it's, and, the, uh, and the whale. And it's directed by uh, Garth Jennings, who I have no idea who that is. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to get that in there because I feel like we've been skipping that out the past couple of weeks. So, but yeah, um, it wasn't as funny, and it's kind of disappointing to hear that it's not tied to the book a whole lot. Well, and I, I know the books are as about as popular as you can get. They're all over the place, and I feel like. There's a quote at the beginning of this movie why they're they're leveling this guy's house to make a, a uh, bypass, mm-hmm. and he asks why the bypass has to be made, and the guy's quote is, "It's a bypass. It's got to be made." That's how I feel. It's like we have this famous book, this book that people love, and is if I I just question why did this movie have to be made? Uh, because it's a movie. It has to be made. Be- just because the book is popular, I just don't think it did it justice, and I think a lot of it seemed to fall flat in my opinion there were some parts where i thought it were pretty funny but a lot of it did like the the very first time i watched it i was like this was a funny movie it's not yeah as i was watching it i found my, like more than once sitting there thinking to myself what's going on right now because that mo- it, the movie was kind of just all over the place it was hard to follow and the only parts that i ever got a laugh out of it was when it was stephen fry narrating like entries into the hitchhiker's guide uh, and the bit with the whale was also really funny. Yeah, that was my favorite part of the movie, the uh, Hitchhiker's Guide. Yeah, and like you said, it is just all over the place. And that was one of the notes I said. It's like they took this story and threw it into this, imp- what is it, infinite probability drive that this ship, and it comes out. You don't know what the heck is going on. You don't know where the story's going to end up. It takes 90-degree turns left or right depending on what they're going. And it just doesn't make sense half the time. I, I was kind of curious, why did the improbability drive only have solid shapes? And, like, you know, if it's an improbability drive, like, it could do anything. Why was it only, like, real things or things from not from other planets? Like, it was only Earth. There is no things? reason for any of that. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> that, that didn't make any sense to me. Like, Why like, is that the one thing you're questioning? <laughs> well, there's a lot that I'm questioning, but that was the one thing that stood out. Yeah, I actually, like Steve said, we saw this, you know, back when it first came out, and... We all liked it then. Um, I still like the movie. I mean, I think the first, I think maybe I've seen it maybe one too many times. So it kind of, you know, each time you see it, it gets a little less and less interesting. But I still enjoyed the movie, enjoyed the movie. And I mean, like, especially when I first saw it, I think I was kind of going through a stage where I was listening to most Def a lot. So I really liked the fact that he was in the movie. <laughs> he had an old rap phase. That's amazing. No, I mean, I still have a most Def CD in my car. I still like most Def, but like, I think, what was this? 2005, 2006. I was really like, dude, most Def's the, he's the, he's the, the top. Bees knees. He's the bee's knees, man. I, I feel like this movie tried to be Monty Python. Um, I also had the same feeling. Cause the, it, it tries to be wacky and goofy all over the place kind of like what monty python does uh but it doesn't it didn't do it as well it it felt kind of like a cheap knockoff of both the book and all the monty python stuff that it tries to imitate um i'm trying to think of a good example uh like uh like okay so like when they hit the uh infinite or the infinite Infinite probability yeah yeah Yeah. they they hit the button and they come out and their ship is like a giant ball of yarn for mm-hmm. no reason, and then they're all yarn people. That I actually kind of like, though. Like, the claymation ball of yarn for, like, two seconds. I was like, that's kind of funny, because then he starts throwing up yarn, and then it, like, cuts to him, and he's got yarn in his mouth. I thought it was kind of funny. I, no? The fact that he brought up Miney Python, actually, is probably a good thing, because 
one of the things about this movie is it is like Monty Python where it's a specific type of humor. If you don't like this type of humor, you will absolutely hate this movie. But if you like the type of humor it is, then you might enjoy it a little bit. But define that type of humor though, because it's not British slapstick, but it's well, not British. It, like the it's like the scene where they're trying to free the prisoner, but they have to go through all the bureaucracy and the red tape, and they have to fill out the correct form and get the right stamps, and it's like that type of humor. I understand where what they're trying to do. It's just not funny to me. Kind of like yeah. a, a monotonous. He he fills out this prisoner release form and he hands it to him, and, and she's like, oh. You need the presidential prison a uh, prisoner release form. That one's blue, and God. like yeah, the, I mean, and the whole movie is basically like that. Well, like as soon as he gets in there, they see that's his long line. He's like, oh, don't worry, I got this handled. I'm British. Like that pretty much kind of tells you what type of humor it is. That like, Mighty Python British type humor. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think a lot of the comedy was effective, and I believe it was written by the same dude that wrote the book. That's still disappointing. You know what I mean? Because I think I think the writing would have worked out had the directing been a little better. Um, I just feel like the I feel like if you would have gotten a different director uh, and done or some different, different direction, oh, whatever. Um, <laughs> if you would have done some things differently in the making of the movie, I feel like the screenplay could have worked out better. Because there, there are moments where it really shines through, and I genuinely laughed a few times in this movie, but overall, it just felt, I don't know what a good word is, like, stale. Felt stale. There were there were parts where I was like, this is not, like, it just kind of dragged on at points, and I found myself checking my phone, which I try not to do, especially when we're reviewing something like this. Going with the checking the phone, that's what I was also going to say. It kind of just drug on, and... Every once in a while, I'd have to look at my phone to see what time it was or... How much movie do, do I have left? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, like, the, I found, like, the first 20 minutes or so, like, when they're, they're trying to hitchhike onto the spaceship, up until that point, I was like, this is kind of funny. And then it was just... Yeah, it, that's exactly the problem with it is it starts out where it looks like it might be something you... Other than I hated the initial the opening sequence with the singing dolphins and God, that oh, was dumb. God, that <laughs> was, was so dumb. I, and I, was like, I think I think that's one of the few things from the book that they actually kept in the movie is the so long and thanks for all the fish bit yep. with the dolphins, which I enjoyed. I when I when that part came up, I was like, okay, I can get behind it. If the whole movie is going to be like this, I can get behind it. But then it wasn't. Yeah. Uh, was there? One just the guy who wrote the book was he the only writer or was there, there another was writer? Another guy. There were two of them. Okay, so the guy who wrote the book probably wrote a lot of the like scenes where they go into the actual hitchhiker's guide thing, and the other guy probably wrote more of the uh, story of the movie. Like the guy who wrote the book, like when they have have to look into the hitchhiker's guide thing, he probably wrote that part because I haven't read the book, but how he's make how McNeil's making it sound is. That's closer to the book than the rest of the movie. And it's kind of hard to say because uh, you can't find a breakdown of what they wrote. But uh, the other writer is Carrie Kirkpatrick, um, who's known for writing Over the Hedge, Chicken Run, oh, yeah, Hitchhiker's Guide, and the well, Spider And that makes Chronicles. complete sense because the one problem I had with the humor in this is that it, I think it completely missed its mark for who they were trying to market this it's too movie. too It was too childish like slapsticky childish gimmicky type of humor in this movie would have probably been very good if it was more adult humor and geared toward i mean you could go like it does try to be complex with 
the story and what it's looking at and what it's trying to dissect, but the humor in it is just so childish. It's hard to enjoy. I agree. I think this movie probably could have benefited from a PG-13 rating as opposed mm-hmm. to a PG rating because um, I, I Aaron hit the nail on the head. This movie definitely does feel very kitty at times and very like dry slapstick humor that unless you're really into that kind of thing, you're going to find yourself checking your phone a lot. And I think that's why we might have liked it when, what, 10 years ago, literally 10 years ago. Probably. Like, the one scene where I just rolled my eyes and was like, God, if I was a child, I'd be rolling on the floor, mm-hmm. right? When they're running through, they're on this a weird alien planet, and every time they have an idea, something pops out of the ground and slaps them in the face. <laughs> and it just gets so silly and drawn out. Right, and that's one of those things that felt very Monty Python-esque, uh-huh. is that every time they try to think of something, this, like, fly swatter slaps them in the face. And... Which at first I was like laughing, and then I was like, oh, God, it's going to be like this for the next yeah, five, and, ten minutes. And it would have been fine if they would have like gone in, done that scene, and moved on. But that scene drug mm-hmm. for like almost five minutes. It was ridiculous. And then they came back to it when they were leaving. Yeah, yeah. They, they put in another quick joke with the face slapping on their way back out. So it's like not only do you have this five-minute scene going into it, they throw the joke in again like ten minutes later. I guess you could say it was slapstick. <laughs> Moving on. Mike, you're fired. Yeah. <laughs> so if Mike's not back next week, you all know why. Yeah, but if we don't have He's a show working next on his week. stand-up career, yeah. obviously. Do you want to see a picture of my mother-in-law? Neither do I. Oh, I hate you so much. <laughs> That's from that Eli Manning commercial. Anyway, um, what'd you guys think about the acting in this movie? Because um, I liked most Def's character. I thought that was played pretty well. So it was kind of when well, he had. Basically all the good lines. Mm-hmm. Like the the one scene that kind of got a chuckle out of me is when he's in that nightclub, whatever the alien nightclub. <laughs> all you see is him standing, looking up at these giant legs, and he's like, "Like no, in SpongeBob, I haven't, I haven't been avoiding you. I, I've been on another planet. You look good. You've gained a few pounds." <laughs> yeah, I thought the most of acting was pretty good in this movie. Um, I didn't like Martin Freeman though, or Martin Short. Martin Short. That's what it is, right? Not Martin Freeman. No. Who's Martin Short? <laughs> Martin Short's a the totally different the, person. Yeah. Three Amigos. Oh, yeah. Like that. <laughs> anyway. Uh, again, my, my absolute favorite part of this movie was Stephen Fry. Um, he, it, he made the movie for me. Without him, I would have hated this movie entirely. But then uh, I don't think he also i don't think he provided the voice but warwick davis wore yep. the uh the marvin, marvin costume and he, he was another oh, character that i liked alan rickman yeah alan Rick, yeah alan rickman with the voice was just fantastic because when he's got like at the end of the movie when they've got the uh point of view gun and he just, he, he uh, alan rickman's Nobody got the understands me he just shoots the gun at this wave of armies uh and they all just get super <laughs> depressed and just lie down on the ground that was the best What's uh, the point? Side point. One of my favorite parts of the entire movie was the door that sighed. <sighs> it's just every time it opened and closed. Also, I really like Eddie, the spaceship. Uh, he was kind of he he threw in a, a bit of good humor, but like the the it's funny because like the best parts of this movie were the voiceovers. Like yeah. the, the like the the flesh and bone actors I think fell really flat and the best bits of acting you don't even see the person. Mm-hmm. I would have to I agree with McNeil. Um I'll talk about two of the other actors we haven't talked about. Um Sam Rockwell, who I am a huge fan of. Um 
I didn't I, like that at all. I didn't like his character. I think the one thing I laughed about when he uh, in this movie about him was when he was falling and he hits the <laughs> ground and goes far out. That's the one thing I laughed about. Mm-hmm. And then I will talk about Zoe Deschanel as well. I I like the new girl and I but I just can't stand her as an actress. I I think she plays the same person in everything she is in. It could have been any girl in oh, this yeah. situation. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, and she, it's like you said, she plays that doe-eyed, innocent, it's just, it gets Kind of cute, let's, let's run across the yeah. world at meeting each other at first sight. And oh, yeah. the way she handled some of the, uh, when she finds out that the earth was destroyed and she finds out who does it, and spoiler. she's supposed to be, that happens in two minutes into the movie, <laughs> quit with your spoilers. Boop, <laughs> boop, 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 spoiler yeah. alert. Yep. Anyway, she's supposed to be furious at this guy, and she's like, Giving him a slap on the shoulder, like, "Oh, naughty you! I'm angry now." Don't it's like God. wag the finger at you. Um, one thing I I do like the amount of practical effects that they used, um, like a lot of people in rubber monster suits oh, instead yeah. of like doing CG for all the aliens. Like they had just people dressed up, and it, it felt it felt a little more real to me. It was a real um, set. It wasn't. Yeah, Star like they, Wars Episode One. Yeah, it wasn't just a bunch of green screen. Like they used CG when they had to, and only when they had to. Everything else was done practically, which I can appreciate. Um, and the I can't even remember what the aliens are called, but the the main the Volgans. Yeah, Volgons thank you. Like the that. the main antagonists of the movie uh, were probably the only like flesh and bone bits that I actually liked because they they show up. And they're like in force, and they've got all these guns, and they're like, Mr. President, we're here for your protection. Fire! And they all just start shooting at the president, and <laughs> it was that part made me laugh. And they they repeat that joke a couple times, so it got old. But the first time, I legitimately was like laughing pretty hard. So what I'm what I'm hearing like overall from everybody is there are gems like the far out and the, like, the, but the movie overall not good. Yeah, and the concept of it is. To make a comedy about such a heavy, like, basically, what is the meaning of life? To make that into a comedy is a great idea. And to make it into a childish slapstick comedy was just a complete failure. But there were scenes that were fantastic. Yeah. What do you guys, did anybody notice anything exceptional about the shooting? Like, uh, <laughs> the, yeah, the, the murders. The cinematography uh, wasn't yeah. anything special. Um, I... If I beg to, to, to disagree, my friend. He begs to differ. I also beg to, beg to stutter my face off. Uh, but no, there was a few shots, um, which also I'm going to side note real quick again. They've used re- reused a couple of shots when they're like building the earth and rebuilding the earth. If you noticed, um, like uh, when the guy's filling in the earth with the water, that was a scene from like the very beginning of the movie. Uh, and they just CG'd the guy in. I'm not even kidding. It's the exact same thing. I didn't uh, notice that. Yeah. Um, <coughs> anyway, uh, what I was going to say is when they were on like the Volgon spaceship or whatever, there's a, a couple scenes where it's just long and drawn out, uh, or not drawn out, but uh, long, no editing scenes where the camera's kind of pulled back and you see the two actually, uh, Martin Freeman, not short, and most deaf kind of acting. And it's it's kind of cool to see them, what they can do. In acting. The, yeah, with air quotes. Because no, no people can see the air quotes, McNeil. Well... Yeah. You know, it was in the voice. Yeah. Acting. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I thought it was kind of cool. And they, they did that a few times throughout the movie. Um, overall, not great like the movie. I thought there were a few gems. I mean, I don't know if anybody else has anything to say about that. 
I don't think there's anything more to say. I mean, that's it. Like there, there are a few bits in this movie that'll get you laughing, but you have to sit through so much dumb, boring, useless stuff to get there that it's almost not worth it. With no payout at the end. You sit through all of it and you get no reward because you don't you feel like you wasted your time. You're not satisfied with having sat through the whatever hour and forty five minutes it is. Yeah. I'm ready to rate it. Are you guys ready to rate it? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. All right, I'll start. Um overall uh, like you've obviously heard because you've been listening, hopefully. Otherwise, what's the point of listening to a podcast? Uh, why we rate it this way? But I'm going to just give it a f- six, and it's a travesty because the first time I rated uh, the birdcage, yeah, Weishnaw, uh <laughs> The first time I rated the birdcage was a five, and that needs to be changed. Uh, but no, this is—I'll give this a six. So, I would also give it a six. Um, mostly because of Alan Rickman and Stephen Fry. If it weren't for them, I would probably rate this about as low as I rated The Birdcage. Yeah. Um, I'm honestly, Alan Rickman's starting to become one of my favorite actors. Oh, I love Alan Rickman. Yeah. He's fantastic. Uh, Galaxy Quest is one of my favorite Alan Rickman movies. I love that movie. That is better than this movie. I would say we should have watched that one instead. Yeah. But anyway, uh, Brent, what do you give this movie? I'll give it six and a half Volgan poems. <laughs> oh, yep. Uh, which nobody knows if they haven't seen yeah. this movie. <laughs> yeah, we didn't really touch on that. Don't don't no. ever let them tell you poetry. Basically, yeah, it's that's that's one of the parts of the movie that fell flat. Oh yeah, opinion. absolutely. Like it was great when Stephen Fry was talking about it, and then when they went into the scene, I was like, oh no, go go back, Rewind. dude. Anyway, Steve, what do you give it? Um, coming into today doing this podcast, I was kind of leaning back and forth. I kind of wanted to hear what you guys had to say. Um, cause I didn't think it was that great. And it was kind of thinking to myself, was it as bad as it, I thought it was. Yes. So it wasn't that bad, but I'm still going to give it a six. Yeah. Well, uh, Aaron, what about you? I gave it a five. Ooh. Did I, there's so little I liked about this movie. Really? Uh, one good thing about this movie is I think Zoe Deschanel is cute. So. Oh my god! So we just talk about how she plays this two-eyed, innocent, cutesy, terrible actress. You just said it. She's so, cute. So Perfect. So you that, like that's her. the point I hit on. You like her and Scarlett Johansson. <laughs> and my zero for two. Yes. No, I, I think Zoe Deschanel is attractive. I mean, don't get me wrong, but do I have a shot with her? I, no, but <laughs> <laughs> and she doesn't make this movie any better. Mm. You're right. Uh, anyway, so you give it a five. Um, overall, that gives us a score of 5.9, which I, it feels low. What does Rotten Tomatoes have to say? That's a great question. Um, Rotten Tomatoes has 60 for critics and 65 for users. Really? Yes. Thank you for doing the research ahead of time. Bravo. Bravo. So look at this guy. Yeah. If Teacher's it were, pet. If it, if, it weren't for, <laughs> if it weren't for Aaron's five... Then we would be right about on right par on with Rotten well, Tomatoes. Even with Rotten Tomatoes, we were pretty much right on point. We were only one percent off from the critics and five percent off from overall. So, I mean, it's fair. I mean, I don't. I feel it just feels low, but it doesn't feel low because I mean, of the the bright spots in the movie. You know what I mean? Because it had so much potential. Anyway, so uh, what do we have next week, or two weeks from now? I suppose. Two weeks from now, um, I was 
I had half a mind to just say we're going to watch Star Wars and that's going to be the end of it. But All I right. was I was kind of inspired by mm-hmm. Steve, so I am going to put it up to a vote. Um, so the choices are Star Wars Episode Seven: The Force Awakens, which oh. we had to spend money for, which, which we would which have, you have to go to, in theaters, which you would have to go see it in theaters. Um, another one which you would have to go to see in theaters is uh, Krampus, directed by okay. Michael Doherty, and. The third choice is another Michael Doherty directed movie, Trick or Treat. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea what that last movie is, but mm. Brent is not having it. It's it's a I've heard good things about it. I haven't seen it, which is why it's on on the list. So um, so what you're saying is we're gonna have to spend money. No, uh, Trick or Treat is on Netflix, oh. I believe. Well, and from what I've heard about Trick or Treat, when I was trying to get an idea of whether I should go watch Krampus is it's basically the same formula for Halloween, like a horror comedy type of thing, an adult horror comedy, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, it's five interwoven stories that occur on Halloween. Blah, 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 blah. We'll get into that if we pick it. Um, yeah. Uh, so I don't care which movie we go see. I'm going to leave it up to you guys. Mm, mm. Do I want to start? It? Well, the problem is, is of those movies, Star Wars would be the one I would want to watch the most, but... I don't want to get murdered for spoilers because if people haven't seen the movie and then they listen to this, they will murder you. Well, I mean, we're not doing the next review for two weeks, so it'll he be... He does have a point. It'll be three weeks since the movie came out, and if you haven't seen the movie in three weeks, there's you have a problem. Let's not worry about that because I will just title it... Literally, the first thing I will say is spoilers ahead. So my vote is for Star Wars. I need to see the sixth one this week, and then I will follow it up with seven. I think I'm one of the only people in the world that doesn't like Star Wars. I'm not I don't say I like it. I mean I think it's fun. I hated one, two, and three. I thought the original four, five, and six were completely overrated. I vote agree. Anything other than Star Wars, I'll go with Krampus because I really would like to see that. Um I'm kind of of split. I wanted to see all the I wanted to rewatch all of the old Star Wars movies before I saw it. So I'm leaning with Aaron, and I'm going to go with Krampus. Just so I have to make McNeil make this decision, I'll pick Star Wars, so it's a tie. Uh This is a really tough decision for me because I love both of these movies. This is Trick or Treat. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'll just throw Trick or Treat out so we have a two-way tie, and then we have to watch both and review Uh, both. But we have another person in the room, don't we? Uh, joining us today, uh, she's not on mic. Um, she's just sitting in the background. Is Matt McNeil's wife, who's going to be helping us out with social media from I now on. I think I heard her say Krampus. J- yeah, I think just now I heard her. Say I don't Krampus. think though. I don't think so. <laughs> I think that was the wind blowing. <laughs> yeah. See, there it is again. Ooh. Okay, so my my wife has voted Star Wars, so that's what that's we'll do. It. So which one of you are paying for my ticket? <laughs> no. Just go on like a Tuesday night. It's like five bucks. Tuesday. I just told you. Christmas parties and my got general two weeks. dislike for Star Wars. You've got um, two weeks. Five dollar Tuesdays. Yeah. Five dollars will Tuesdays. still be. I work late on Tuesdays. Tuesdays. We'll figure something out. So, tentatively, Star Wars is the movie for next week, unless we have a discrepancy and a fight in the studio. Two weeks. Two weeks. Thank you. So that is what these. First? Somebody just got hit in the head. Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, all right. So. Um, I think that wraps up the show this week. If you guys want to send us an email, we would love to hear from you. Lethargicmedia at gmail.com. Send us any of your comments, concerns, questions. Uh, if you want to recommend a movie, we'd love to hear it. Uh, nothing about rashes, though. Uh, God, that drove a flat again. Mm-hmm. Anyway. I don't know why you tried it. You pulled a Hitchhiker's know, Guide on us. I don't know why you're trying to be funny. 
You want to see a picture of my mother-in-law? <laughs> Anyways, yes, do please send us send us recommendations. I recommendations see. because I watch a lot of garbage and <laughs> God, I need to <laughs> trust me. I sit through a lot of movies every week. Send us your recommendations. I will watch it. I'll say a little bit about it during the yeah. podcast. We'd love to hear from you. Um, hopefully, when we come back in two weeks, we're going to have uh, on our Podbean site nothing but realviews.podbean.com. Hopefully, we'll have all of our reviews up from every single movie that we've done and maybe even a few written reviews if we get around to it. We've got a lot ahead of us, um, but we are working to make this better. Is that including our uh, pilots? Oh, um, you know what? I'll see what I can do about pilots. Uh, Oh, God. For everyone who is listening, pilots were rough because we went through like three format changes because I didn't have a studio at that point and I had literally two microphones. And a kitchen table. And a kitchen table. So, uh, I don't know. We'll see what we can do about the pilots. But thank you for listening, everybody. We really appreciate it. Um, Aaron, send us off. Tell your friends. Hey, guys. Oh, big golfs, huh? All right. Well, see you later. Good day, sir. You're a qu- sir, I said good day. Yeah. See ya. Hasta la vista, baby. This has been the Nothing But Real Reviews and More podcast. A special thanks to Jordan Binder. Yeah. Fucking linger, man. Yeah, totally. Linger. Hardcore. Ah.